Hi folks, this is Beyond the Measurements, the football scouting show with your host, Chad Truesdale. On today's show, I'll have a special guest on, Jason Truesdale, who's been a football coach for 18 years. We'll discuss the RPO offense, run pass option offense, and how that has evolved in the college and pro games. So sit tight, folks. We're going to start the show. He has been a coach for 18 years in the high school level. He has won two sectional championships as an assistant and won a state championship as an assistant coach. As a head coach, he combined a record of 27 wins and nine losses, two trips to the semifinals and the sectionals, and one to the playoffs all four years he was a head coach. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother, Jason Truesdale. Jason, you there? Running the, the VR offense, the read option offense, 
under center a lot, you know, prior to that, um, you guys didn't really run it a lot, but you were, you really, I mean, that was, I mean, especially your seasons two, three, and four, you ran that um, quite a bit. So what was your reasoning for switching to that a lot, I guess, was my first question. Yeah, so I think, you know, when I played in high school at Cato Meridian, we, we ran Veer, but there was actually no real dive key. It was predetermined. And then my first opportunity as a coach was at Weesburg, like you said, and Cal Moser was, was the head coach, and that's the offense he ran. So I took a lot of what Cal had done and, um, you know, implemented it and, you know, ran it, you know, potentially a little bit more than years past, but you do, you know, you run the plays that work, so you, you try to run your bread and butter plays, and... Well, you, you guys also had, when you were when you were an assistant, the, the line was significantly better. There are, I mean, right, the bigger, stronger kids, I mean, you had four, four, I mean, guys 230 pounds or over, right, or at least three kids that were at least 230 pounds, right? Uh, four, four of the five kids that were... Um, seniors on the offensive line. Man, it helps too. <laughs> um, you know, they were benching, you know, every, every, one, of, every one of them on the offensive line were, they were 250 pound benchers and that's, that's pretty good in high school. So, so especially class D. Have to, you know, have to run a lot of plays. Um, just run the plays good. And usually when you run plays well, you only need about three or four good run plays. And, right. You know, mixed in a mixed direction and usually you'll have pretty good success. Right. Um, and so but when you ran it, you were talking about at Cato, it was predetermined. Uh, Henry would say, you know, option right pitch or option right keep. And it wasn't really, you didn't have a dive key. Um, but you, you let the quarterback, I mean, there were times I think you would tell some of the quarterbacks, like, okay, you're going to pull it here because I, I know what the defensive end is going to do. But majority of the time, you left it up to the quarterback to, to make that read, right? Yeah, and the difference is the blocking is to do everything that, as a player, when I played, yeah. you know, we blocked the front. As, as a coach, we still didn't block that end. I was just telling the quarterback after he gave it, yeah. I said he needed to pull the next one. And we're still on the same blocking scheme. It's just I knew that defense end was going to be crashing down. And, you know, it's uh, and, and what, what the read key is, so if you want to give that real quick to him. So if you're running an inside gear, folks. We're talking about the defensive end to the tackle side, where there's no no tight end on that side, right, Jason? Correct. Yeah, so that's the read. So I remember actually when Jason was the offense coordinator at Port Byron, I was having my kids crashing in to actually look like they're going to tackle the fullback, but they were actually their key was the quarterback. So we we drilled it up all week, and um, you still went to the one kid. I don't want to say his name, obviously, but you just you guys had a. You guys ate our lunch <laughs> on that side. Just read this, that, that, just that one play alone. I don't, I don't think you had pitch key. I think it was just basically, uh, um, I think you were in, you were in trips or, uh, or Queens, right? I can't remember exactly what it was that you guys were in, but you guys just killed us with that. Um, the kid was like, Coach, I thought, I thought the fullback had. I go, but that's the point. I'm like, he's reading you, and we went over it all week long. And what I'm getting at, I'm kind of getting off a tangent, but it, but it's such a hard play for a kid between 15 and 17 years, years old to understand what's really going on and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's what put, puts these kids, you know, puts the defenses in a predicament. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, you know, there's a 
there's multiple times where it would be fear to go pitch. But also, you'll remember if you go back when it was the first year I'd go to the wing sport, we'd also run the queen set. Yep. I had the wing back, he would need to um, the pitch back, depend, right. depending on how the alignment of the defense was. So, no, he would either pitch off that outside linebacker or we would crack him. That's right. So, you would have him actually in the slot, and he would, I uh, remember the. The motion he would like actually do a couple of back pedals, you know, take a steps back to get and uh, um, yeah, yeah, really motion, like yeah, that 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 play, uh, that was a nice play. Um, <clears throat> so we're looking at now these offenses and in, in the uh college and in the NFL. You, what do you take of it? You guys, you know, we talked, um, I remember a few years ago, Colin Kaepernick and Robert Griffin the third, and how they were, you know, their next upcoming, you know, athletes and stuff, and they ran a lot of the uh, a read option and stuff. Uh, but teams have adjusted. Um, so, I mean, you can certainly still run it. You see teams still run it, but you can't run it to the effect as you did a few years ago. Do you think this whole thing with, say, guys like Lamar Jackson and uh, the kid from Arizona, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, do you think it's kind of a, do you think it's going to be one of those couple, two or three-year wonders, or are you, do you think these guys with this RPO offense, do you think it's something that is um, going to continue to progress? You know, and you're not going to be seeing the guys who are typical drop-back passers be the first picks of the draft, be first-round picks, and that the offenses are going to be, in fact, um, offenses like what Baltimore is doing right now. Um, and, you know, just going to continue with that, or is it just will we go back to the, uh, you know, drop-back passers, or, you know, is this something that you're going to look for in the future? What do you think? I think that, uh, first of all, the guy's name is Kyler Murray. That's the quarterback. That yeah, Kyler Murray. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. And if you think about him, he was the first pick in the draft. Yeah. Um, I think Profell is looking to that more spread look. If you, you know, you've looked the last 10 years, you know, the NFL is actually taking what college teams are doing, and they're running more of the um, spread offense and the run pass option where they can, you know, you can throw a bubble. You know, or you can throw the slam. And the, and the, the tough part of that is, as a defensive coordinator, is with your linebackers, you put them in a predicament. Um, you got to move them back, technically. Um, you try to keep your linebackers, they're run first defenders. But in today's football, not just uh, college, but 
something I, you're getting into a little bit with, with the read. So the, the, the quarterback's read there, uh, he's reading um, – what is his read typically in, in, a, in your typical RPO uh, play, would you say? Who is so the, the first The first key is, is that um, – is the DN. Okay. He's looking at the DN. If that defense front stays at the line of scrimmage, his, his next look is, is the linebacker. So <clears throat> if, they're, if they're leaving the DN unblocked, yep. you know, if they're leaving him unblocked and they allow us to tackle to get up to the linebacker, and if that backer stays back, he's giving the football. Yeah. So it's quick. You know, having it out of the gun, they're able to be able to see both. He was able to see the end because it's just progression. And then just the end to the linebacker. So for folks that, that don't know, um, I mean, um, a lot of folks, I mean, I, I'm fitching them ahead right now. So it's the same side that the, the defensive end and the linebacker is typically what you're reading, right? Right, because it's tough to read backside. Exactly. Um, you're not able to see it. And I remember watching earlier the Syracuse-Maryland game, and, and Maryland just killed Syracuse with that RPO with just those quick slants. Um, and, yeah, so if it's as simple as that, so the defense man stays at the line of scrimmage, and you see the linebacker kind of staying back, that's that, that's a give. Yeah, you should be giving the football. So you're getting, you're getting two guys typically on block, because then that, that tackle typically would be getting up to the mic backer or one of the inside backers. That's his, that'll be his block, right? Like you're gonna, you might see a kid, one of these quarterbacks, make a 
make a mistake, throw a high, you know what I mean? You're, you're more typically going to see those type of uh, plays in a, 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 you know, a, you know, a high school kid level or even college level. Um, where, where do you where do you get in trouble? I, I guess in the back of the in the secondary. Then would it be nobody if, over the middle guy, field? If guys, if guys are if guys are passive, you're passive. If you're, if you're stuck in smack, it doesn't matter if you're a corner, if you're a linebacker, you're the free safety. If you're just stuck, if you're not keeping your feet, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah, I got one. I got one minute. So, with that being said, um, with that being said, do um, you see you, you? You honestly, your your thing, your belief is that this is going to. This is not just something that's um, a flash in the pants or whatever they used to call it. it it's something that's yeah. probably going to stick for a few years. I think, I think it's going to stay for at least the next ten years. And I don't think you can look past that. Okay. Actually, just with the, the evolution of the players that are right in the NFL right now. Yeah. Those, it, it fits their scheme. It fits, it fits the players. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore's running basically a, they're running a college offense right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. Not, I like watching it. It's so. working. You it's, know, it don't work until the quarterback gets hurt. So, and, and, that's, mean, and that's the thing, though. That's a risky take with it, right? Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing is you know, quarterbacks got to be smart. He's yeah. got to the slide. But the, the other thing is the NFL is protecting the quarterback, whether he's a whether he's in the pocket or running. If he goes to slide at all, the defense has got to be careful how they oh, yeah. they tackle him. Oh no doubt. Yeah, so it, this is an offensive league. Oh for sure. And it's, I hate it, but it's just what it is. What it is. Jason, get back to your uh, your coaching basketball right now. So get back to that. Um, get hold of me this weekend, brothers. Nice talking to you. So first, I just want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Kate, for buying me a voice recorder so I could have this interview. Um, it's going to make things a lot easier. So I will be able to talk to guests on the phone and record it. Um, it might sound funny at first, but that's something I could fix uh, moving forward. Um, I also want to thank my brother, Jason, for sitting down and having a conversation with me. He was great. I thought it was a great interview um, on his end. My end, I'm uh, a little upset that I wanted to get more into talking, uh, a little more X's and O's. Cause I want to talk about the midline fear and stuff like that, which I will talk about in the future. We'll have him on for that. Uh, midline is a, is a three-technique read, which is a defensive tackle. Um, I also wanted to get into um, what he looks at, what's his... Uh, what's really important to him as far as uh, a quarterback goes and his evaluations of a quarterback. Um, so that I'm a little upset with myself um, again, but I was kind of thrown at the last second. I texted him, go, Hey, you got a few minutes? And he said, yeah. So I really wanted to get this interview in so I could post this, uh, um, so I could post this uh, podcast tonight. Um, and, uh, I think it'll be okay. Uh, hopefully you guys can hear everything perfectly fine. Um, um, so now you're, you're, the next few months is it's a really, really uh, important time. So you have, uh, you got the college, college playoffs coming up. You have the NFL playoffs coming up. Um, also in the next month or two, you're going to start seeing these, uh, these football gurus, these, these scouts and stuff. Say Daniel Jeremiah's, um, uh, Bucky, Bucky Brooks. And then, um, 
Dane Brugler or guys like that, you're going to start seeing their evaluations of players, and they're going to be more accurate than they were, say, August and September, because you're going to start seeing, you're going to notice like some names um, rising or some names dropping from August and September to now. So you're going to start seeing more evaluations in the next months, you know, next few months leading up to a scouting combine that will be more reflective, actually, um, for the NFL draft. Um, so just keep that in mind, folks. Um, exciting time to be a football fan, right? Um, so I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to reach me, you can reach me at ctrues25 at yahoo.com. Uh, moving forward, I will begin a Twitter page soon. So I will keep you guys updated on that. But for the time being, um, this has been Beyond the Measurements, the football scouting show with your host, Chad Truesdale. Guys, I hope you guys all have a safe and happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Later.